Good day and welcome to Faith Fundamentals. This is the official name of this series of podcast episodes that has been nicknamed Ask the Pastor. This special series is included as a part of the Golden Beach podcast, which includes our normal Sunday messages. There are questions that are asked that need answers. Some of the questions lend themselves to a Sunday morning message or, or sermon. Others make good material for a Bible study or discussion format. In an effort to make a first pass at some of the common questions that are asked, I am producing this special podcast series with a brief commentary on specific topics and questions asked by you, the listener. I encourage you to dive deeper into the answers by reading scriptural text for yourself, but don't hesitate to reach out with comments or questions. I would also like to encourage you to listen to the Golden Beach Podcast, which is a recording of the Sunday morning messages which often touch on these same questions. Again, thank you for listening and welcome. This episode's question is, what does it mean to say the Bible is the inspired word of God? The source of the notion that the Bible is inspired is found in Scripture in 2 Timothy 3.16, which has been translated to read, all Scripture is inspired by God. That is the terminology used by the Common English Bible, the Good News Translation, New Revised Standard Version, and others, inspired by God. Another one is given by inspiration of God. King James Version and the Living Bible both use that term, given by inspiration of God. Another option is God-breathed. This is the one used in the New International Version in the Amplified Bible. God-breathed. And another one is God's Word. This is the Common English Version and others. It says that the Bible is inspired by God, given by the inspiration of God, God breathed, and God's word. Although the word variations are minimal, their meanings can be taken in a variety of contexts, including several of the following. God encouraged me to write this. God told me to write this. God told me what to write. And I was inspired by what I know about God and so I wrote this. And then there is the literal, God precisely and physically wrote these words. Accordingly, this simple statement, which provides providence to the Bible, is also both a point of controversy and contention. Most people fall more towards the middle, which means that God was involved, but he did not literally hold a pen. Therefore, it is generally accepted that inspiration means that God was involved with the writing and or reading, and the recording of the words required human involvement as well. When one studies the history of the Bible as a document, you find that there is historical fact that is proven by such evidence ranging from the Dead Sea Scrolls to papyrus fragments to the modern translations that are commercially produced and reproduced today. Human involvement does not discount the validity of the Bible as a piece of canon and its importance in Christianity. A canon is a document that is given authority. So again, human involvement does not discount the validity of the Bible as an authoritative writing for, the, for its importance in Christianity. It does, however, create some opportunities for interpretation based on the context implied by the writing style, the genre, the author's political and social climate, as well as that of the intended reader, especially in the case of the epistles that are contained within the New Testament. One must consider these things, especially 
when reading the letters attributed to the Apostle Paul and who his intended audience is in the books of Corinthians and Galatians and others. This has been likened to reading a newspaper. It is a complete document that is a single publication of many stories, facts, narratives, history, and editorials or commentary. One cannot and should not pick up the newspaper and read it in its entirety as if it were all of one type. Likewise, understanding the context of the 66 individual books that make up the Christian Bible is important to gaining wisdom and understanding that is intended to deliver. The nuances, some are subtle and some are major, of the varying writing styles and context is a topic which stands on its own and is certainly worth a focused study. The question to be answered here is, how is the inspiration of the Bible important to my faith and my understanding of what the Bible is and what it says to me? By focusing on the correct interpretation of both context and genre, one should be able to differentiate matters of faith and morals from those of history and the sciences. Again, it is as if reading a newspaper and differentiating between the facts of the news stories, the narrative of the editorials, and the allegories of the comics. Therefore, the inerrant nature of the Bible remains intact, as does one's faith in its sanctity. Pardon me. Therefore, the inerrant nature of the Bible remains intact, as does one's faith in its sanctity. You should not read the things that are intended to be narratives or, or allegories to be scientific fact. The Bible is not designed to answer facts that way. It is written to answer different questions from a different point of view. This understanding has helped me reconcile my own dilemma as I wrestled with my fundamental and literal mindset tendencies. This is important because it also addresses some of the more common questions and concerns about the validity of the book. These are questions that I must be prepared to answer without feeling shame or guilt, as if this is a show of doubt or weakness in my own faith. I encourage you to be cautious in that same way. It is okay to ask questions that, um, and, and maybe even have some, some doubts, but don't let those questions make you feel shame. Recognizing and accepting the Bible is inspired by God through his involvement and influences qualifies its contents and its purposes in equipping everyone per the 2 Timothy 3 verses of 16 through 17, especially when they're properly applied. This reads, and I'm reading from the NIV, All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Helping to properly understand it and apply it is a function of the ministry of the gospel. This is echoed in Apostle Paul's words in his first letter to Thessalonians. We also constantly give thanks, he writes, to God for this, that when you received the word of God that you heard from us, you accepted it not as a human word, but as what it really is, God's word, which is also at work in you believers. It's from 1 Thessalonians 2.13, the, the NRSV. As a pastor, it is an honor, a blessing, and a serious responsibility to present the stories, lesson, and commandments of the Bible. It is accompanied by the important need to do so reverently, accurately, and appropriately. 
The Bible is a tool. It is a resource. It is a, get, a weapon against lies and deceptions and broken relationships, the, the kind of relationships that get broken and strained between God and us as well as between us and each other. It is a defensive tool. And in the face of evil, it is an offensive tool, but not a weapon to be used against people. We are reminded of this in Paul's second letter to Timothy, chapter 2, verses 24 through 25. The Apostle Paul writes, And the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but kindly to everyone, an apt teacher, patient, correcting opponents with gentleness. God may perhaps grant that they will repent and come to know the truth. What will you do with the knowledge that you gain as you study the Bible? Will you follow the advice of the book itself where it asks, but how are they to come to call on one in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in one whom they have not heard? And how are they to hear without someone to proclaim it? And how are they to proclaim unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. But not all have obeyed the good news, for Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed your message? So faith comes from what is heard, and what is heard comes through the word of Christ. That is Romans 10, 14 through 17 of the NSRV. Friends, hear, read, learn, know, and understand the message of the gospel. Those are different things to hear it, to read it for yourself, to learn, to know, and to fully understand the message of the gospel and redeem God's covenant promise of salvation. And when you do, take as many people with you as you can. I want to encourage you to reach out to me if you have questions or thoughts to share on this topic. Also, please send questions that you would like to have addressed in future episodes of the series. May God bless you as you seek his will in your life. Thank you for listening.